are back. The Heart and Hustle podcast after, well, a tough Tuesday night in O-Town. Episode number, is it 18, 19, somewhere? I should stop counting the episodes. Nick Ronowitz here. Scott Inez is with me as uh, we're going to unwrap... we're going to unwrap a tough package here. The Magic, uh, a 111-82 loss, game two of the NBA playoffs, first round of the Toronto Raptors. We're going to unwrap that. Talk about Nick Vujovic. Talk about uh, that game number two and what to expect moving forward. If you are listening for the first time, I'm Nick Grunowitz. He is Scott and as You can listen to Scotty weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando from 4 to 6 p.m., 580 a.m., 96.5 FM, HD2 uh, and all the apps and that stuff. And you can catch me uh, elsewhere on ESPN 580. I'm also the voice of the Lakeland Magic, which, by the way, I felt like we could maybe get some minutes out of. We saw some of my guys last night. Oh, yeah, like three or four minutes at the end of the game. Yeah, It's not as if we wanted to see them, though, quite frankly. I mean, no offense, Nicky No, no, no. When Melvin Frazier Jr. is getting, uh, he got six minutes in a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, You're going to look up and uh, not like what you see. And last night, I have to say, after... This team playing some of the best basketball that we have seen it play them play for two weeks, three weeks, a month. Uh, last night came crashing down. Oh, you're gonna do this to me, are you? Hello, darkness, my really. Kawhi really? Leonard came in with the darkness. Wow. Little Simon and Garfunkel here on the podcast. I've told you many times. Um, in a at a younger age, I wore out this really this, this best of this best of Simon and Garfunkel CD. Ooh, did I wear it out? My goodness. Wow. This Celia, Mrs. Robinson, the Holy boxer, cow. the whole thing. We wore it all out, man. Like we wore a it all out. Nikki football back in the day. <laughs> Some Holy of them are happy songs. That's oh how, that is how I felt uh, driving home. Yeah. I just wanted to pot that thing up yeah. and uh, and roll. Let's unpack this, Scotty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, where do you, where do you want to start? Let, you want to start let's with give the, credit where credit's due first. The nine nothing run. Toronto yeah. came out like the King T Rex in Jurassic Park, yeah. and we were the lawyers sitting on the toilet, and they yeah. ate us. You're exactly right. We definitely were the lawyers sitting on the toilet last night. Unlike the Raptors, unlike their fans, unlike the media up there after Game One, we're going to give credit where credit's due here. You've got to give all the credit to the Toronto Raptors in Game Two. They played like a cornered, wounded animal last night, like a wounded T-Rex, if you will. That was some of the best defense I've seen in a long time throughout that game. I didn't think they would be able to sustain it for four quarters. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. For the most part. But their defense, especially early in that game, the ball pressure, guarding guys coming off pick and rolls, clutching, grabbing, it was some of the most aggressive defense I've seen in a long time, and I think that early defense, Nick, set the tone for the rest of the game. They rattled the Magic early, mm-hmm. and the Magic were never really able to get their footing uh, since very early in that game. I so mean, they all called, the credit goes to the Toronto Raptors The here. officials called 23 fouls on Toronto last night, and they beat the Magic by 29 points. Yeah, You're right. I think what Toronto did was they decided in the locker room before the game or in practice the days before, we're going to play aggressive and make the officials blow the whistle. And Kawhi yeah. Leonard had three fouls early. So yeah. did Danny Green, if I remember correctly. Kyle Lowry had two early. Yeah. There was a moment in the third quarter early where it looked like Kawhi picked up his fourth and they gave it to Danny Green <laughs> they instead. Did, didn't they? Yeah, the how does whole, that work? Everyone watching <laughs> yeah. the game with me, we celebrated because we thought Kawhi picked up right. number four. But you're right. I mean, they played physical and basically implored the officials, hey, if you want to blow the whistle on every single play, yep. 
go ahead. And there were a couple where they did. Yep. But Toronto was the aggressor. Toronto came out the more desperate team, and they well, should have been. They yep. they lost game one, uh, but they controlled that game wire to wire. A nine nothing start. They led sixteen to I think it was sixteen to four or something like that. Now let, let's unpack the magic here just for a minute too. I have to say I was encouraged in the first half. They got it to ten. Yeah. Uh, and then it was twelve got it to eight. Right. They got, got it, it to eight. eight. Yes. The they got it inside of double digits a yeah. few times. Yeah. Um, you tweeted that the torch was lit a little too early for my boy. He had 15 in the first half, He Nick. did, but you tweeted it after Oh, it was a little first, too early. It was his first bucket. You were like, torch, <laughs> torch lit. Like, torch lit. I'm like, Terrence Ross just took a blue pill. What? Okay. Um, torch lit. My goodness. Um, but Terrence Ross showed up last night. The problem was. Nobody it else was did. really It was Aaron the law firm of Ross and Gordon. Yeah, and that it was. was it. It was. Yeah. Um. Look, I, I, I want to give credit to the Toronto Raptors because they took the Orlando Magic out of whatever they wanted to do on both sides of the court. Tor- Toronto had their way on both ends. I mean, Kawhi got anything he wanted. He got his 37 points. He had a number of uncontested layups and dunks. Kyle Lowry woke up with his 22 points. Toronto had a 52-36 to 36 advantage in points in the paint. They shoot 48%. You hold the Magic to 37 Look, I, it, it's not always about your team, okay? It's not, and I know this is a Magic-centric podcast, and we're going to talk more Magic coming yeah. up. I get that. The other team had scholarships, too, last night, and the Raptors played one heck of a basketball game. Now, did the Magic lose their poise? Sure yes, did. And, and, did. Th- and that, I mean, I've said it on, the, on this podcast, Magic aren't getting blown out. There's no way this team, with as much resolve as they have and the fight that they've shown in the second half of the season, they're not getting blown out. Well, guess what happened? They got blown out last night by a team that had that eye of the tiger. But, yes, the Magic did not have any poise last night. Uh, They lost whatever poise they had. They did not execute on both ends, especially offensively, shooting 37% from the field. They didn't do much right last night. Um, So, look, I, I think you have to... Tip your cap to the Raptors. I think the Raptors had an awful lot to do with what happened on the other side of the court. The Raptors were intense. They were frenetic defensively. They deserved to win, and now you move on. Now the hope is, Nick, Mm. with this young Magic core, that you learn something from game two. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I I think that we talked about how well this team played in their first playoff game and how it felt like, you know what, they were ready for the big stage. They played with poise especially the young Jonathan Isaac, who in game one gave you very, very good minutes. Mm -hmm. And just about every good minute he played in game one did not come in game two. Jonathan Isaac was a minus 26. He was one of eight from the field. He was 0 of six from three, many of those threes wide open. Uh, Toronto, I think, watched the tape from game one and said he doesn't make a lot of those. Uh, He he made all of them in game one, didn't make any of them in game two. But uh, this was, I guess, a, a group of guys that just they came out I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. They came out flat in this game. Mm-hmm. They didn't execute offensively. Toronto's defense had a lot to do with it. Defensively, there were a lot of missed assignments. But the hope now is, okay, yeah. you got that one out of the right. way. For as right. much as a homer statement as this feels like, but you regroup and you come back to an Amway Center that you haven't lost at since February 22nd. Right, nine straight home wins. And, and you're absolutely right. I think if you're the Orlando Magic, you have to look big picture here. And the big picture is what? It's 1-1 with the Orlando Magic having home court advantage in the first-round playoff series against the second-seeded Toronto Raptors. 
So let's keep that in mind here. I think, look, to me, it's the best of both worlds. And and, and I know what you're going to say. It's like, what, are you, are you crazy? You, best of both worlds would be you're up two to nothing. To me, it's the best of both worlds because you steal home court advantage from the Raptors in game one, okay? And in getting game one, you do what you set out to do in the first two games up there in Toronto, which is home court advantage. But in game two, the Magic team, uh, hopefully, and this is where, you know, best of both worlds comes into being. I think the Magic learned what real NBA playoff basketball is all about. They went into this series with very little playoff experience. I know DJ Augustine had some experience, and so did uh, Terrence Ross, but most of, the, most of the guys did not. After last night, guess what? You have your experience now. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're down by what? At, at 1.34 last night. This young team saw up close and personal what the NBA playoffs are about. They saw what desperation in the playoffs are about. They saw that desperation in the eyes of the Toronto Raptors from the opening tap. They saw the fire in their bellies, and that's exactly how the Orlando Magic will need to play in games three and four here in Orlando if they want to come out with one or two victories in those games. There was desperation on that court last night in favor of Toronto. Orlando needs to gain that desperation and their education of the playoffs. Yeah, we haven't talked a whole lot about desperate. I mean, I, I guess we've talked about desperation, but this is a team that has basically played desperate Orlando since True. January 31st. To me, this magic nucleus has has the personality of that buddy in high school that always needed to work under the end of deadline. He was the procrastinator. <laughs> where okay, we're eight games under five hundred. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. January thirty first. We're yeah, eleven, or 11 games. games right? Excuse yeah. me. We're we're eight games back of a playoff spot. We should probably start winning now. And then you saw these guys switch it into gear. You win game one in Toronto. They came out kind of like a team that had a game in hand. They didn't look as hungry defensively. Yep. And let, let's talk a little bit about the defense here. Uh, they lacked that extra gear that we saw in game one. Toronto, I think, decided on the closeouts they were going to move the ball. They didn't take as many of those open threes, actually, as they did in game one because Mm -hmm. they missed a lot of them. They drove on the closeout guy. They shared the ball a little bit more. And also, here's another difference. A different Kyle Kyle Lowry showed up uh, for for Toronto, what were the numbers on uh, 22 Kyle Lowry? Points for Lowry? Twenty-two, eight of thirteen shooting. After you know he went over, and by the way, he he got the Bronx cheer on his second free throw. He missed his first free throw of the game, and the crowd went crazy yeah. when he made that second free throw. Everything went right for Toronto. You mentioned Kawhi Leonard, who went into claw god mode mm-hmm. and made everything. Uh, I don't knock Aaron Gordon as much for that. No. Um, I saw ESPN put out. Uh, the number when Aaron Gordon was the primary defender on Kawhi Leonard, he was nine of twelve from the field, scoring twenty of his thirty-seven points. Listen, I mean, he was he was nine of twenty against Aaron Gordon, and Kawhi Leonard was fifteen of twenty-two for everybody else. So, I mean, yeah. he made he he made everything all night last night. It was a special night for Kawhi, and just one of those games that I don't even know how much there is to take from it from an actual result there are small pieces but right, right. when you lose like that it's just everything goes one way and everything goes the other way for the other yeah, team. And look I know we're going to talk about Nick Vujovic coming up you again we we're, we're giving credit where it's due here the Toronto Raptors played one heck of a basketball game in game two Kawhi Leonard did what star players do when their backs are up against the wall Yes. Right? That That's exactly what Kawhi Leonard did last night with his 37 points and you knew immediately you knew immediately in that game that Kawhi 
Uh, was was going to get a lion's share of the minutes last night. How okay, many did he, he play he last was gonna, night? Well, he he went out early because it was such a blowout. Yeah, he played thirty three, but I mean, yeah, because yeah. it's a thirty yeah. point game. And he, that's, he probably would have played like thirty nine, forty something mm-hmm. like that if it were a, a close game. And by the way, um, I, I know there are a lot of Magic fans on social media last night. Early second quarter, he picks up his third personal yeah. foul, and I'm one of them. I'm like, go right at him. Oh, I said that when we were like, watching wh- the game, Why too. are we going right at him? Somebody, Aaron Gordon, take him to Nick the Nurse, hole. Nick Nurse kept him in. Now, for the record, Kawhi Leonard, during the NBA's regular season, had the lowest foul rate of yep. any player in the association. So the odds are he's not going to pick up number four there. But, but My still, next play out of the baseline absolutely. inbounds, I'm going right at Kawhi Leonard because right he's either going to play Ole defense yep. or he's picking up number four. Absolutely. No question about it. But but there's where the tip of the cap comes in here, too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you you have to you have to tip your cap to Nick Nurse because I guarantee you that there, there are a lot of NBA coaches out there with your star player Paul. picking up his third personal foul early in the second quarter, Nick. It's not as if it's late. In the se- it's early in the second quarter. And I, I, I was watching Fox Sports Florida last night, and they showed a, 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 a picture of Nick Nurse, and, and you, you knew that he was thinking about taking him out. And I think Kawhi Leonard gestured to him after picking up his third personal foul. I'm okay. I'm okay. But that's where you have to rely on your star player to, to kind of KYP, right? Know your personnel. And Nick Nurse knew his personnel, and he left him in, and – and 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 he got the job done. I mean, he killed us with his 37 points. He did. Now, speaking of your star player, uh, Kawhi Leonard is the star guy for the Toronto Raptors, and Nick Vucevic is the star player for the Orlando Magic. And uh, I sent out uh, this tweet a little bit earlier today. Mean tweet, Nicky Football. The Magic fans don't like it. Mean. I mean, we can't. By by the way, like Magic fans, like don't coddle your guys. <laughs> don't do it. All right. Don't be don't be <laughs> Oklahoma City. Okay. Nick Vucevic has been MIA. I put him on a milk carton. He has averaged eight and a half points. He's shooting what twenty something percent from the field. He's made one three pointer through two games. Yeah. Uh, there is no other way to say it other than. The Toronto Raptors, if they that they have completely shut down the Magic's All Star Center, Nick yep. Vucevic, and a lot of the credit goes to Marcus Saul, sure. who is doing an unbelievable job defensively. And and they're very long and athletic with Pascal Siakam, and they can throw Serge Ibaka off the bench at him as well. I am making no excuses for Nikola Vucevic, and he's not going to make any excuses either. Okay, he's got to play much better in order for the Orlando Magic to win this series. Coming out of Game One, we heard Coach Clifford say that he was, you know, it, it was his fault what happened with, with Vooch in game one. He was going up against Gasol on the low post pretty much the entire game, that he was going to try to change things up a little bit and find ways to get Nick Vucevic more space. And he did get creative last night on some pick and rolls with DJ Augustine and, and Vooch going to the hole. He got was the one, one dunk, dunk. right? Um, we needed a lot more of that, unfortunately. I, I thought he played really timid uh, at times did. in that game. There was a moment in the third quarter where Nick Vucevic, early third, got a pass where he had an open look from the foul line. I'm yep. sure you can remember this. He hesitated not once, not twice, but thrice. Yes. And then finally put it up and in. And I kind of looked, that might be the best look he gets all series with the way these yep. guys are defending him because they threw a double teamer at him, a double team guy at him the minute he caught the ball yep. to force it out of his hands. And actually what they're doing is they're sending the double team guy from the weak side. They're yep. not bringing the strong side defender off of, let's say, Evan Fournier on the wing nearest to him. They're bringing somebody from the other side. So Vooch doesn't have the easy pass out. Sure. He needs to turn and skip it yep. to the weak side. 
And I think that's an adjustment that Steve Clifford and the Magic can make in Game Three right. to help with that. Because the minute he kicks out yeah. and make, and some of those threes are made to a Terrence Ross, to an Aaron Gordon, who made some very good shots in Game Two, they can't send that double anymore. The right. minute you right. figure that out, right? Look, th- there are always adjustments from game to game, especially from one to two, and we saw some of those adjustments. I mean, the Toronto Raptors just played much harder than the Orlando Magic did. On Tuesday night, if you are Coach Clifford, can you do a few things here and there to get Vooch more space against Mark Gasol and Pascal Siakam and Serge Ibaka? Yes, you can. But in the end, in the end, it comes down to players got to make plays. Players got to make plays. Your all-star has to make plays. Now, Nick Vucevic has built up so much in my bank this year. To where I like, like you're not I, putting I, him on a milk carton. I'm not yet. putting not not like you, not yet. I'm not putting Nick Vucevic on a milk carton just yet. I'm from Chicago. We have a different relationship. <laughs> I with understand our athletes. that. I understand that. That this guy has been outstanding all year long. The problem is, we, we've we've been getting in this series so far. We've been getting like 2014, 2015 Nick Vucevic. We need 2018, 19 Vuce to show up again. You know, at some point the chess match goes out the window for Coach Cliff. And this becomes basketball. And that's the way Nick Vucevic has to look at this right now. It's one-on-one. It's me against you, Mark Gasol. And in the end, it's got to be up to Nick Vucevic to play better in this series because if he does not, this series is over with in five games. Okay? Over with. Done. In the end, Vuce has got to figure this out. I get it. Mark Gasol is an excellent defender probably the best low post defender in the game. And he always gives Vooch fits, always. Even when he was in Memphis, he gave Vooch fits, okay? I thought Vooch, really, for the first time all year, was rattled. I think he was rattled in game one. He was rattled in game two. He was not strong with the ball in game two. He made some careless, costly turnovers. I think he had four in the game last night, and many of those were... Because uh, you know Marcus Sol uh, had some quick hands and was playing good defense, he was not strong with the ball at all. To me, it's the worst game he's played all year. Yeah, had four turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst game he's played all year last night. Now, Coach Cliff can game plan all you want, but in the end, in the NBA, it typically comes down to mano a mano, player against player, who has the will, who has the want to, who has the drive, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so you knew going in this would be a very difficult series for Nick Vucevic. You knew it because of Marcus Gasol and because of Serge Ibaka. Um, and, and here's a guy, and we've talked about it on podcast past, here's a guy who's been susceptible somewhat to physical play in his career. When Nick guys Vucevic. get physical, yes, yes. When, when guys get physical, he doesn't, Vuce, like he doesn't like it at no, all. He doesn't like it, and you can see that. Marcus Gasol has the forearm in the back. They're bumping him Look off the spots. Look what he's spots. doing down low, too. Yeah, exactly. Look what he's doing down. He's shoving him down low, yeah. and it's it's an old veteran trick that's working right now against Nick Vucevic. Yeah, and, I, and Vuce talked after the game about, you know, he liked where he caught it uh, in, in terms of spaces, and I don't think he was in the worst spaces, but you're right. I just, the minute that he catches the ball, he's making that first turn into Gasol, and if that hasn't been there, he's picked up the dribble yeah. and panicked. Yeah. And I, I think there was some panic in Nick Vucevic. Uh, on Tuesday night, and now the question is, okay, because actually I think Kem Birch had better minutes last night. There was a moment in that, and I, I guess second. Well, definitely game one. Se- definitely game one he had better minutes. Yeah, I, don't know, I, I don't know about game two, though. I, I actually think so, too. Yeah, I think, you right. know, he didn't finish. Kem didn't it's finish hard the rim up. No, no, because he's <laughs> been bad. I mean, yeah. we're arguing about which ship sank faster. Yeah, that's but, right. 
Uh, Kem Birch, I thought, had better min- minutes in game two because Vooch was just get he was just getting outplayed. Yeah, you knew it was going to be a difficult series for Nick Vucevic. You knew going in. Uh, but look, Coach Cliff can only do so much here. It's going to be up to Vooch to figure this out. And quite frankly, I think he is going to figure it out. This guy's been too good, Nick. He's been too good all year long. And look, this is really, I, I know he played in one playoff game against Philadelphia. That didn't count. This really is his yeah. first jab. He played, at what, the, 11 minutes in that yeah, game or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that? Right, it didn't right. matter. That was the, uh, that was what, who, who was it? The yeah, it was the, uh, who's, who's the guy in Golden State? Yeah, it was uh, Andre Iguodala. It was, oh, his, right. Golden, it was right. his Philadelphia 76ers right. teams. Yeah, yeah. but th- this is, th- this is his really his, his first chance to play major minutes in NBA playoff basketball and to kind of break yourself in in front of 20,000 screaming Canadians in games one and two is not the easiest thing in the world to do, to break yourself in against a former defensive player of the year, a guy who is a great low post defender and Marcus Gasol is not the easiest thing in the world to do. So he's built up enough in my bank this year to not totally knock him and bang on him. But, but I will say this, if this continues, which I don't think it will, mm-hmm. if this continues, the banging's coming. Okay, so but I, I don't think it will continue. I think he has a big game in game three. I man. totally see where you're coming from, man. That's great, but this is the playoffs. Like It's a yep. different season. That equity was built up during the regular season. Uh, he does not have equity built up, in my opinion, in the postseason. And we've had two games now where he has been just clearly outplayed by Marcus Gasol, and that's the reason why Toronto went and got him at the NBA trade deadline and Serge Ibaka behind him, and he has not been able to figure anything out. And I don't know, maybe in game three, and we can talk adjustments for the mm-hmm. next couple of minutes we have here, maybe in game three it is just, you know what, Vooch, get him the ball early yeah. and just say, hey, I get out, just try to go, try to see it go through the rim. First Be play. aggressive, First draw play. some fouls, Absolutely. shoot some threes, that's fine. Um, before we get into some adjustments, game two, and, and this is always the mentality thing now, it's okay, so which was the fluke game? Was it game one that was the fluke, or was it game two that was the fluke? And what positives do you take out of the trip to O Canada? Though you won Game One, it yeah. feels it it feels it feels bad coming one home. One on the be ledger, honest. baby. It's one one on the ledger. Call, call me a prisoner of the moment. But even okay. Josh Robbins from the uh, from the Athletic wrote about it today, where you know this team doesn't feel great coming home yeah. after they got. I don't mind that at all, Nick. You like that? I like it a lot. I here here's here's what I take out of the first two games in Toronto. As a magic guy, right? As a magic fan. Number one, I think you get an education. I think you get an education into what NBA playoff basketball is all about during game two. That Toronto defense was absolutely swarming all over the place, especially early. So hopefully you took that education. All right. Number two, look, you get a nice offensive game from Aaron Gordon, who struggled in game one. And, and keep in mind, th- th- these are the first playoff games that Aaron Gordon is ever playing in, too. Okay, and I know he got schooled on the uh, on the defensive end by Kawhi Leonard, but you get nice production from Aaron Gordon with his 20 points. Number three, you get 15 from the human torch. We had wondered, you torch know, because, because the torch lit, um, <laughs> he had had issues against his former team, the Toronto Raptors. He had 15 points, all 15 coming in the first half. You needed him to show up in the second half, unfortunately. By the time he got back in, the game uh, was over with. So, look, I, I, I think— I like the way they fought in the first half. I mean, you got it to eight. It was 12 at the half. It felt like just, a 30-point game, and you look at the scoreboard, and they're right. down eight. And when, you, when they start up 9 nothing, and you go to the end of the first quarter, and you're down, what were they down at the end of the first? It was like seven or 
eight points yeah. or something. You're like, yeah. oh, this could be worse. Yeah, I think it, it could was 26, be 18, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it could be eight. worse. But you're, I like the fight that they have shown when they've gotten behind. I think to the third quarter in game one. I think to the first half in game two. But that second half, man, it yeah. just it got ugly. It yeah. got ugly fast. Kawhi made everything. It, it got ugly, man. I, I like the fact that the Orlando Magic are hurting right now. I, I love that fact. This, this is about playoff education, and, and I like the fact that they're hurting coming back home. I like the fact that they have home court advantage. I like the fact that they're kind of soul-searching right now because they feel the same way you do, and Josh Robbins does. I mean, yeah, it says 1-1 on the ledger, but th- this is a team that got whooped, absolutely whooped uh, in game number two, and you could point out certain parts of, of game number one, like that third quarter, which they got totally dominated by this mm-hmm. Toronto Raptor team. But look, I mean, I, I'm looking You could at, make the case that in eight quarters, Toronto now has been the better team for six, five, five or six of them. Okay. Five or you, six you of them. You could definitely yeah. make the case. But it's 1-1, and we have home court advantage, Nick. Take that education, okay? And you go out, and you become the desperate team on Friday night against the Toronto Raptors. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors up 31. You lose to the Clippers. It's all in the NBA playoffs. It's all about responding when you are down. It's all about being made uncomfortable. How will this Magic team respond when they are uncomfortable? I am greatly looking forward to how they respond on Friday night there in Game 3 at Amway Center, which, which by the way, is going to be, be lit. Oh, absolutely. Lit. Can't wait. You and I are both going to be there. I just found out, by the way, so they're starting that game at 7 o'clock. I believe it is a 7 o'clock game time. Why? You don't like 7 o'clock? Well, I'm on the air until 8. <laughs> so, no. Okay, we need to petition Adam Silver. That's well, what I'm, we need to do, Every right? other game has started at 8 o'clock. Like, what are we doing uh, here? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, okay, it started at, at 8 last night. Yeah, like yeah. the weekday game started at 8 o'clock. What are we doing here? Typically, well, I mean. Do you know how that show's going to be on Friday? I'm just going to be like, oh, <laughs> Kawhi made a bucket. Um, Easter Sunday's at seven o'clock. The following Tuesday's wow, at seven great. o'clock. As oh, well. This is awful. I, I know for you it's awful. Yes, for me, I'm an old man. This is wonderful. I'm in bed by eleven. Do they get the win on Friday? Well, what am I asking? I mean, come on, you're gonna you're gonna pick on the win, right? Um, let, let's do that on a future podcast, okay. shall we? Because game three feels very pivotal. Feels oh my very word. pivotal when it comes me? to the word momentum. Oh, I I do believe whoever wins this game wins this series. Okay. I do believe that. We will get into that. We will be back to recap. Uh, maybe we'll come back. What is today? Wednesday. Maybe we'll come back you know, Friday or something like that. Oh, you Give you a little yeah. primer. Yeah. Give you right. a little Absolutely. primer. We'll yeah. recap things, of course. Uh, you'll get another podcast after game three uh, as we kind of schedule this thing together. Maybe our guy Chris Crawford will return uh, as well. But until then, this has been the Hard Hustle Podcast. He's Scott and as you can catch him weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando 4 to 6. Also on Twitter at Inez Says uh, and me Nick Grunowitz at ESPN 580 Nick. You can click and subscribe to this podcast anywhere that you can get podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, the whole thing. Until then, we will talk to you soon. Go Magic! Gonna get you.